Here we are, Ches Tishrei Tavshin Pei Gimel. We're in the middle of Kitzah Shulchan Aruch. We're Kuflam and Alf. Halachi Yud Beis. Sudan Mavsekis. The evening after Mincha, the afternoon, late afternoon, whatever it is, we eat what's called the Sudan Mavsekis. Again, I remind you, we said previously, it's a mitzvah to eat on Erev and Kippur. We know you get to dip chala into honey like Rosh Hashanah. Don't eat things that are difficult to digest. Only eat easily digested food, such as basa oif. We are now yet to sue the not to eat fish, according to the kids. Um, you should not eat or drink things that are going to make your body warm, like things that are spiced or have saffron in it. How come I looked up a saffron? You should be careful to add on from Yom Kippur to, from the weekday, from the Choyal to Kaidish, like we do on Shabbos. So we should stop eating while it's still day outside, before Ben Hashemoshes. There's a reason he says, there are those who exhilarate, exhilarate, accelerate their doing of mitzvahs to stop, he says, a night before, an hour before nighttime. If you do stop to eat while it's still daytime, and your intention is, to eat or drink again before the sunset. So you should make up, you should be masna, you should have in mind before you bench, uh, you should say it out loud, I'm going to eat again, or at least have it in mind quietly, think about it, that you're not being makabal the time this early. Halacha yid gimel. The minig in our countries, the Kitsa says, is not to keep things warm from Erev Yom Kippur through Yom Kippur until Maitzah Yom Kippur. Don't put things in the warmer from Erev Yom Kippur until after the Tainas, like we do on Erev Shabbos for Shabbos. He says the reason is, is because it's like you're preparing from Yom Kippur to the Chayil. Also, it looks it makes it look like you're always ravenous, very hungry, and can't have no patience to eat. So he says it's better not to do it. Halachi Yedalat. It says in the Pasuk Yeshaya, And from this, the Pasuk learns out, the Gemara learns out, it's Shabbos Kofiates, There's no eating and drinking in Yom Kippur, but it's a mitzvah to be on Yom Kippur with a clean, nice uh, clothing and with lights, with nairs. Therefore, they spread out in the basic Knesset beautiful sheets. And they add many nairs, nairs which is called covet, because the Pasuk Yeshaya, Chavdalit, it says, Ba'urim kabdu Hashem, and the Targum says, Bifanosayo yaku Hashem. With lights, we honor Hashem. Uh, before Ben Hashemoshes, we spread our tablecloths in the tables of Shul, and we light nearest, just like an Arab Shabbos. I'm sorry, he says in your own house. So before Ben Hashemoshes, you spread out table, nice tablecloth, and you light candles in your house like you do on Arab Shabbos. There are those who light a candle in their wife's room in order to remind them not to have relations on Yom Kippur. Uh, those, when you make the bracha on the nearest of the evening of Yom Kippur, before Yom Kippur, you say the bracha, and if it falls out on Shabbos, you say the Hadik Neshul Shabbos, Bishal Yom Kippur. Okay, Allah has above. Okay, we, are, we have a minute to wear a kittle on Yom Kippur. It's the Begit of Nesim, and through this, a person will become a submissive and of low spirit. He says, Nichnav and Nishbar. And Abel as well can wear a, 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 a kittel. And since 
it is a begad that is a singular for tefillah, a person should not wear it in the bathroom. Women as well should wear lighter colored color clothing. He says, Begadim Levanim and Akim, in honor of Yom Kippur. Uh, but they should not put on a jewelry or excessive jewelry, all as uh, your minig is. The minig, a father and mother, bench, bless their children, their boys and their sons and daughters, before they go to shul. At that point, the Kedush of Yom Kippur is already coming on, and the Shari Rachman, the gates of mercy, are already opening. And we are mispal, we have prayers in this blessing. Hashem should seal them in a life, a life, a good life. <coughs> Excuse me. And they should, their heart should go on, uh, the heart should be submissive or straight in Yes Hashem, and so on and so forth. The bracha continues as we all, uh, we all are aware as the Machazorim tell us. Each has their nusach is in Tezayin. Halacha Tezayin uh, has a nusach of the brachas as well. Halacha Yudzayin says we are now to put on a talus lelium kippa and you should be careful to put it on during the day and make a bracha but if somebody somehow must postpone uh, until benash mashas then you put it on without a bracha very quickly in our countries we have the minigis says to say called jindre they take out the safer tire they walk it around the bimo people have been kissed and if they have to ask mechila from the kvayda tire so you ask the mechila and you make able to go in the waves of the tire from there on from that point onwards many times the pasuk arzaru is repeated and the tzliach tiba stands on the right and the chasher person in the middle on the left side and uh, they say the three of them say she was so malo she was so mato. Then the shliach tzibur says called nidre three times. Everybody joins along quietly, and then they replace the sefer in the heichal. With Shabbos, they keep it out. They same as Mashili and Shabbos. Okay, the shliach says Shachianu, you should be have kavanah to be mighty with him. In any case, the one who listens, though, um, the one who listens should have covenant not to be mighty. That's interesting. Okay, so the shliach should have kavana to um, have everybody in mind, but yet you listening. Should uh, you listening should should not have a mind to be yaitz and make your own quietly your own shechianut leliyim kibba, and but you should quickly you should finish before the shliach tiba says it so you can answer amen, and the women who had previously lit neiros and said shechianu, um, should not say it now, or a man who lit candles already and said shechianu, the evening in kibba people say baruch shein kavod out loud as we know by kriyshma, and again by nila. Uh, there are those who stand, have a minute to stand the entire davening. Um, if he's weak, however, and he can't do that minute, he could lean on something. And the reason is, it's like the malachim. Some people, the malachim always are standing. Therefore, women should not stand, he says in the kitzah. Uh, somebody already who's macabre, who's done such a thing in the past, needs to be mat another according to the kitzah, if he'd like to stop doing that minute. Uh, of standing. There are those who sleep over in the shul on Lel Yom Kippur. They say, 
shares the sashbachas the entire night. And if they need to sleep, they should move away from there. And the Kodesh, Chazanim should not stay awake because it would hurt their voices. Because before a person goes to sleep, you should say the form is Mayrim of the, the first four, Prakim of Tehillim, that the Ramasugal and he not only carry, he says. And there, there's 306 words in these four Prakim, together with the four Prakim themselves, Parak 1, Parak 2, each Parak comes out to 310, Kaminyan carry. And the Rashi Vesayfi Hamazmarim, the beginning and ends, of these prakim go come out to 126 to incorporated with the four prakim tehillim uh, it comes out to 130 the same minion as samach mem aleph lamed the person should have kavano uh, when he says these terms to be masalik this uh, those four letters which is a name spelled out uh, and a person that's good, uh, a person should not warm himself too much with pillows and covers. Uh, at the very least, he says, the kid says you shouldn't cover your, your feet. Now, I'm going to read the from Remechel Shmuzan, Shmuzan Yim Kippah, that he gave, Remechel Birnbaum, Rav Mechel, Marina Rav Mechel ben Ephraim, Hashemesh Avraliyah. He read this. It's called in the art school book. They named it Confessions and Entonement. And I'm going to read what Rav Mechel said. Masech the Siyuma, Daf Pei Vav on the days we learn, if someone confessed a particular sin on one Yom Kippur, he should not confess it again on a subsequent Yom Kippur, unless he had committed that sin again in the interim. For if he does so, the following verse may be applied to him. As a dog who returns to his vomit, so is a fool who repeats his folly. Pasuk in Mishle in Proverbs 26.11. But Yezim and Yaakov says that, on the contrary, it is praiseworthy to do so. As it says, my sin is opposite me forever. Tehillim Nunalf. Several points require further clarification regarding this statement. First, firstly, why does the Tana have to mention that if a sin was committed again, it should be confessed again? It is obvious that any sin committed requires atonement, and the fact that a sin has been committed in a previous year as well should not be a reason for one not to confess it this year. Apparently, the Gemara means to tell us something else. As the Rambam, Rambam explains in Hilchas Tshuva, Perak Beis, Halacha Beis, part of Teshuva, part of repentance process, involves a, set, a steadfast resolution never to commit the sin again. If someone repented for a sin one year and found that he again succumbed to the sin, to that particular sin the following year, this second time that he does the sin proves there, there had been a lack of sincerity in his repentance process in the first place. When the Gemara says that if a sin was repeated during the foregoing year, one should confess that sin, it means that he must confess the original sin once again, for his repentance process had been shown to be flawed retroactively. 
This may be compared to a disease which receded for a while, but then returned to afflict the patient. The new attack just shows that the disease had never really completely healed in the first place. Another question regarding the Brysa quoted above is, why does the first opinion speak so critically of someone who confesses a sin that had been committed and atoned for in a previous year? The opinion of Eliezer and Yaakov seems to make more sense. Surely, it is better to show a sense of shame for every wrong that has been committed, and the more remorse shown, the better. Perhaps the answer is that once a person has come to the temptation to commit a particular sin, it is easier for him to fall prey to that evil inclination and repeat this sin that for someone else with no previous record for that sin. Thus, when a person has repented for his sin, it is better for him to completely put it out of his mind and not provoke the evil inclination by thinking of the old sin. Even in the context of contrition and confession, thinking about a sinful act committed in the past might actually prompt a person to repeat that act. Rabbeinu Yoyna in Shari Shuva, suggests other reasons to explain the first time his objection to confessing his sin that had already been atoned for. He proposes that to do so would indicate a deficiency in one's belief in the efficacy of his previous repentance. Another possible reason he suggests is that by dwelling on past sins, one insinuates that he has no other more recent sins to rectify which is obviously an unhealthy attitude. As Yom Kippurim is upon us, that we should all talk about to a true Vashlema, and a Gemach with all good tidings, Bezos Hashem, for this year. Kol Tov, Ganyantif, Feast Well.